Hello and welcome to Theology Untapped. For this week, we have a continuation on a conversation from our previous worship podcast. We thought that this snippet provides you with good food for thought regarding the character of the worship leader. So there's a major part about how your life, how your life has been lived outside right. of the, the so-called music worship setting. The question of uh, the character of the worship leader. I mean, if you're truly worshiping in the Spirit of the Lord, you will have fruit of the Holy Spirit living in you. Today, sometimes when you, when you see it, this individual is singing well, it looks great outwardly, and all of a sudden you hear a story about some sort of scandal and some sort of thing happening, and, and a lot of people get get confused honestly about like if they see this individual as some some sort of like idol to follow in the sense of like whatever i hear from them i'll follow god so i think are you talking about like living a day like how a lot of worship leaders are living double lives that kind of marks the difference between a modern worshiper from the first century worshiper because in the first century when the church exploded their devotion was undivided to christ and their life manifested and they came together Everybody understood. Everybody as an all the people those are not Christians could see that there's something different about this group. Their life demonstrated inside and outside of their buildings. Today, in some areas, probably that's lacking. People are looking at it and saying, yeah, they're playing good music, but are they living a worshipful life? Or are they worshipping or not? I mean, when it comes to worshipping, again, as we established earlier, music is not completely worship. Hmm. Music is, part, um, music is part of worship. I guess the question would be, are they worshiping or are they just playing the music? I mean, I guess, I guess the bigger question for me would be, what, what is more negative to the body of Christ? Mm-hmm. Is it the simple fact that a uh, man or woman of God is, um, is ministering some capacity, they fall and then, you know what I mean, they, and, you know, things are found out about them, or yeah. the fact that we have this unhealthy celebrity culture mm-hmm. to where we are in some way deifying mm-hmm. human beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And, yeah. and on top of that, the Bible doesn't really give any kind of instruction on worship leaders. Yeah. Since I it doesn't talk really about true. worship leaders. So, yeah. I mean, it's one thing if it were a teacher of the word, because there are some guidelines as far as like who can become a teacher yeah. and what's or, or a deacon or an elder like there are these offices and uh, i'm not trying to diminish the worship, leading, the worship yeah. but but what i'm saying is like there needs to be i feel a healthy pushback from our culture that's been i think a bit over obsessing on this mm. music stuff yeah, yeah um again i say that as a person that loves music it's been a yeah. huge part of my life but um if you're up on stage you're going to be making good music and you're going to be pleasing God and so you're really when you're living like this this life and going back to what you were talking about you're really I think in my mind I can think of three groups of people that you're affecting Mm -hmm. when you're not living a life of worship off the stage Mm -hmm. you're affecting non-believers who see this and see you talking about how you're a worship leader and then looking at your snap stories and and seeing like good grief yeah, this guy's yeah, yeah. a Christian, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me continue to confirm my bias against Christians. Yeah. Then you got a group of people who idolize these people, mm-hmm. the the worship Definitely. leaders, and think it's okay to live like that, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. the we got little little kids in yeah. general. 
children will look up to the people up on stage. Yeah. They'll want to be musicians. They'll want to be like their, you know, Chachins or Chichis and, and, yeah. and just want to practice and then know that people in churches who are are burned by that, right? Who who mm. hold grudges, who are bitter against yeah. the the worship leaders and, and then their hearts become hardened and bitter. I think that group is actually a lot bigger than it, than it seems as mm. well. Mm-hmm. In the church, like people that feel a bitterness towards worship leaders. Um, like... Because of that, you're saying because of uh, a lack of congruence of what's happening on stage yeah, versus off stage. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. And so, I mean, that's when when God talks about, or when the Bible talks about our our church leaders being held to a higher standard, and mm-hmm. and, and 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 speakers and and leaders being judged more harshly. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that because we're we're affecting so many people yeah. without even knowing it. Yeah. You know. So in conclusion, good theology follows good practice. The life we live on the stage needs to have congruency with the life we live off the stage. We may fall, but we need to remember to get back up, and that God is forgiving, and He is good, and to remember the calling that we have, and that God will see us through it. This is Peter Bunnaker signing off for Theology Untapped, your source for theological discourse.